Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. Joining you in the studio tonight, it's Ian and Aria. Big news out of Texas tonight. I, I guess it broke yesterday or fairly recently. Uh, Texas State Representative Brian Slayton has introduced a bill that would put a referendum on Texas secession on the ballot in 2024. This sounds promising, but doesn't Texas make this little stride fairly often? I mean, I think the first crack at it, or at least the first one I recall, was 2021. And the same representative, as well as uh, two or three others, co-sponsored a very similar bill. Uh, that did not make it out of committee, unfortunately. So it never did. It never even got a public hearing. Uh, it just got killed by the powers that be, essentially. And the thing with New Hampshire is that every bill has to have a public hearing. Whether they like it or not, and I'm sure right. the powers that be do not <laughs> like that uh, here in New Hampshire. But that's why New Hampshire has had more uh, forward movement in at least the political system than Texas has because their system does not guarantee uh, public hearing for every bill, but that's to, that said, they've they're trying it again, and uh, that's great. That's what they yeah, need to absolutely. do. Absolutely, we're uh, going to try it again. We, I, I sure hope we are. Uh, obviously, you and I are not state representatives, so no. we can't put the bill forward. But but I'm why wouldn't Matt Santasasso, who sponsored it last time, do be willing again. to sponsor it again? Yeah, right? I would hope that he will. That conversation hasn't come up yet, but it definitely is going to be one we're going to need to have here within the next mm, eight months because they're going to have to start putting bills in in New Hampshire in August. I think we could put forward uh, exactly the same bill and exactly the same wording, right? I don't see why we wouldn't. I don't see why we'd want to change it. Right. But let's talk about what Texas is doing here because uh, I would say I don't know if it's a neck and neck race, but Texas and New New Hampshire, definitely two of the most forward moving as far as on the independence issue, as far as secession is concerned. California's uh, back at it as well with the Yes California campaign still alive and trying, I believe, to get signatures in order to get a question on the ballot out in California as well. So, you know, secession is still a, a real you know issue. And of course, then we had Marjorie Taylor Greene, this uh, conservative lady in yes. D.C., she's been talking about national divorce, which isn't quite the same thing, uh, at but least from her definition. But it's not unlike secession. It's kind of in the neighborhood, but yeah. uh, it's not, it is unlike it in that the way she describes it, so-called national divorce would be some sort of rearrangement of the states into red and blue and then a reduction of the federal government. But they would still At least in the, the red states. Government. Right. I don't know exactly what she means when she says this, but she has the belief that a national divorce would mean keeping the federal government around. I don't see how that could work. a terrible work. idea. Yeah, I could see like having three states, perhaps four, like uh, blue. The coasts are blue and they're going to stay blue, right? So you get those those to have their own federal government. They're blue. Then everything in the middle, the Midwest, the heartland, so to speak, is red, and it's always going to be red. Mm-hmm. But like, you can't have a nation that consists of the West Coast and the East Coast with this huge other nation in between them. I mean, maybe you could. It, it, you could, but it would be stupid. But the thing and is, as she's humans, not... we should strive to do fewer things that are stupid. Well, I'm not saying this lady's smart or anything like that, but at the very least, she is getting the conversation started on the question of national divorce. It's just. She's not really talking about a divorce. She's talking about right. some sort of political 
rearrangement, for lack of a better term, that would keep the federal government in. If you're keeping the federal government in being in some way of, of influence over both the reds and the blue states, then that's not a real divorce. You've got to get away from the abuser. Regardless, you do have to get that conversation started. As we learned recently, uh, the whole NBC Boston documentary series that's going on as we speak, uh, episode 9 came out yesterday, and there are two more episodes to go. Crypto 6 will be number 10, and then whatever wrap-up they're going to do in the, the final episode will be number 11. The Crypto 6 one comes out next Friday, by the way. I thought it was Monday. Is it Friday? Is Friday? Well, Friday, well, I assume so, because Friday's the viewing party. Do they not release them on the same day of the viewing no, party? No, no, it's going to be Monday. They've been oh, doing okay. Mondays. Uh, they're doing the viewing parties every day over the next couple of weeks, basically, so... Uh, episode one was last night. Tonight is episode two. This is happening on oh. uh, local cable network. In the and it's region. a way of stretching it out into a 30-minute show sort of thing? Is that yeah, the plan? Yeah. So okay. they uh, last night they played the first episode, which again, most of these episodes are between 10 and 15 minutes. They played the first episode, and then they had a Q&A with Jason Sorens. And so they're going to do the same okay. thing tonight with the Porkfest episode, and then they'll play the full episode, and then they'll have a Q&A with the hosts of like you know whatever TV show it is. And then Carly Garrick will be their guest. Right. So and so they're going to do that for the next couple of weeks with each episode. And I'll those be there are, on the Crypto Six episode. I've heard about that. That's really excellent. I think that'll be really cool having you in there because well you're trans and so oh, yeah, it's true. And these are like liberal co liberal hosts uh, who are definitely like believing in the government types of people. So it'll be I mean, I was just to talking see. to someone on Twitter today, not talking with. I tweeted at them once, and they sent back like seventeen replies that I can't even begin to care about reading. But it was about this. The the tran the perception that free staters hate trans people or whatever. Ridiculous. I'm like, well, you, well, nobody told me and my friends that we hate trans people, right? We yeah. we must have missed that free state. Memo. You're not feeling hated. No, from no. The other free I've never staters. felt more accepted. Yeah. Right. Every time I show up to a free stater event, they hand me a microphone or put me in front of a camera every single time, and it's been like that since I got to New Hampshire. Yeah, it's great. I mean, it's 100 percent acceptance. So, uh, anyway, if you haven't seen this NBC documentary, you really ought to, if you're interested at all in the Free State Project, a migration of liberty-oriented people to New Hampshire, just go to NBCBoston.com slash Free State, and you can watch the first nine episodes there. And I, they are making the, uh, the commentary shows. They're calling them the live watch parties. Those are actually available online as well. I don't know if they're on that site I'll find out more about that. Do you know who they got for the secession episode? I would hope I it would know. be Matt Santanastasso, who was question. the state rep who led the charge on this. I have not heard that. Um, I would hope. I expect at some point they're going to get one of the bad guys in there because that would be fair for them to sure. do that, right? Like there's some there's some people in this series that hate the free staters and you know they're the they're the foils. Well, the, the bad Cro guys. Croydon episodes are perfect for that. They probably will have one of them in there. Yeah, I bet you they'd have them both because the Croydon episodes. Uh, this is about the school board that had its budget cut by 50%, and then the government lovers came back and rallied the troops and undid it. So it's kind of a, it was a win and then it was a loss for the for the Free Staters. That was actually a two-parter, so it was two right. episodes. So I bet you they'll have the Underwoods in, uh, who were the Free Staters that kind of, or at least one of the Underwoods in, to talk about it from the Free Staters' side. And then on episode two, maybe they'll have one of the status in to talk about it from their side. So I, I don't think people should expect that it's all going to be Free Stater guests on this show all the way through. Uh, but It'll be interesting to see who the, not adversary, but adversary is the closest word for the Crypto 6 episode. I suspect they wouldn't have one, mm, but yeah. like 
get Seth Ephraim or one of the other prosecutors to like be the foil in that. That would be fun. Yeah, it would be a terrible that. idea, and I'd have to back out if I walked in there. There was a federal prosecutor <laughs> sitting there, but oh, sorry, guys, you. Uh, they don't seem to be the yeah. kinds of people who want to go and do interviews. You know, so yeah, I guess we'll, I guess we'll see. Anyway, NBCBoston.com/slash/freestate. If you want to see it, they're free to watch online. But the reason, I, the reason I bring it up is because the hosts, or rather the producers of this series, were on NBC, or sorry, they were on Boston Public Radio, big station called WGBH, you know, NPR, etc. Big, 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 big station down there. Uh, they were on that station last week. I listened to and recorded, I actually put it out on our uh, podcast feed. So anybody who subscribes over at feeds.freetalklive.com would have gotten this episode. You might have heard this already. But in the interview they did of the producers, just kind of asking, well, how did this come about? How did you guys decide to do an 11-part series, which all put together is going to be a feature-length documentary film, on the Free State Project? And there were two things that got their attention. One, the Croydon school board situation. Two, the secession uh, story. The fact that there was actually a bill to secede from the United States that was put forward, even though it had no chance of, of winning... That got their attention, and they said, there's really something newsworthy here. This is something we should be looking into. So it was the fact that there was a secession bill is what made that whole NBC series happen. The ballot, if this thing passes, will say will have this question on it. Should the state of Texas reassert its status as an independent nation? It would also create a commission or a committee of some sort to uh, study the Texas Independence Committee, as it will be called, uh, to study and make recommendations regarding the most effective and expeditious method by which Texas may be returned to its status as an independent nation. Uh, run that by me again, because there was a lot of words there. Uh, they're going to check, they're going to study and make recommendations regarding the most effective and expeditious okay. method by which Texas may be returned to its status as an independent nation. I mean, that's a curious thing to study. I, it's, I guess it could be a useful thing to study because they're looking for the most expedi- expeditious way, which means it generally means the, the fastest quickest. way. Yeah. But realistically, the fastest way to do this would be to simply assert it. This is true. And that's what we try to do here in New Hampshire. And we will hopefully try to do again, because here you can only put the same bill forward once a session and the sessions are two years in length. So we did it. We did it last year. I'll put forward another Four? How many goldbacks was that? Four hundred twenty-five? No, that was not right. We don't. We don't have to do that this time. <laughs> that, okay. we only that was that to, to satisfy Ridley. Dave Ridley. Yeah. yeah. But now, I mean, if it gets Dave Ridley to you know put in that work again, I'm willing to put down the goldbacks to to get this out there. I'd, well, I'd rather not. I if think it's this not thing's necessary. taken on a life of its own at this point. <laughs> Dave Dave was instrumental in helping get the ball rolling at this point, but we've got enough people that are behind this thing to where. You know, Dave sadly is actually out of New Hampshire at the moment. He's uh, his family is one of his family members is ill in Colorado, uh-huh. so we don't know how soon we're going to see Dave back. But I'm sure he'll come back when he can. Uh, let's continue here with a little bit more from the Newsweek. I don't know if this is a hit piece, but it certainly has claimed already that there's no provision for a state to secede in the U.S. Constitution. Well, while that's a true statement, it doesn't mean that it can't be done. It specifically means the Constitution doesn't have any provisions about it, which means it is left to the states to decide. You know, you've never made anyone sign any paperwork about how they can go about leaving Free Talk Live. I no. Once we're here, we're stuck, man. That's just, <laughs> that's just all there is to it. I didn't know I was never going to be able to leave the studio because you didn't put an exit sign above the doorway, and now I can't find my damn way out. Secessionist hopes have been buoyed by an opinion poll last year suggesting support for independence and a call for a referendum by Texas Republicans. 
Of course, they didn't say the uh, the level of support, which, if I recall correctly, is like sixty plus percent in Texas of Republicans. That's pretty, I, I pretty think good. it might. I think it might be of of everyone. But I have not looked. I'll have to pull up that information and see if we can find it. But the Texas now are they? Is this a actual support for secession, or is this just as a Texas pride? I say I support Texas first sort of thing. No, this would be the actual support, and uh, this was the same poll that was done. Last year in New Hampshire as well. So there was one done in Texas. There was one done in New Hampshire. And there were several other states in the South that the poll was conducted. And we dug through a lot of the numbers from uh, from here in New Hampshire. But I didn't really take that much time to look at Texas. However, it won't be hard to find it. It's from a company called Survey USA. And they took a look, and uh, we actually we got to write the questions, which was the coolest thing about this poll. That we, is cool. Yeah, we didn't have to rely. You can make them as unbiased or as biased as you want. Yeah, and I, th- I feel like these are pretty pretty good questions, but definitely one of the questions that we asked was, should New Hampshire be an independent nation? Or I mean, I don't have the exact wording, but I will I will find it here shortly because I've actually pulled up the the questions, but. There were 29% of the people of New Hampshire, and I believe this was registered voters, if I recall correctly, that had voted here, that had said that they do support New Hampshire being an independent nation. Here's an interesting takeaway from the survey question on Texas independence. So we told you that 60% said definitely yes or yes uh, to the question of would you support Texas becoming peacefully becoming an independent country along with other conservative states. If you look at the Democrats, so they break it out, right? Like a lot of surveys, they have demographic breakdowns. I love graphs. If you look at the uh, Democrats' response to this, it's actually fairly strong. So even though the question is about Texas explicitly becoming a conservative nation, joining with other conservative states in a new federation— 36 percent more Democrats said definitely yes than Republicans did. I think they probably misunderstood the question. I don't know. Or they probably think that they can go to a liberal state in that eventuality. Maybe so. Uh, Which is fine. If you're liberal, get out of Texas and go to California. So more Democrats said definitely yes. Fewer Democrats said yes. So the total is 36 percent said definitely yes. 18 percent said Yes, whereas the Republicans, it was 33% saying definitely yes and 40% saying yes. So of the Republicans, you got 73% saying yes, let's break away. Democrats, however, it's still a majority, 36 plus 18, right? Like that's, that's 54. Uh, yeah, that's it was over 50% of Democrats. That's surprising. I mean, so, good for them. And, you know, I want to see it. I, I, I don't want two separate nations, one conservative and one liberal, but that's an improvement it would Over be. the current situation. Okay, so here's another one. So the question 16, according to the Survey USA study of uh, the Texans here and what they would want. Uh, question 16. Which would you prefer Texas do? Join a country formed only from states that lean Republican in the South, the heartland, and a part of the West. Join a new country formed only from southern states become completely independent from other states except for economic trade agreements and Nothing military about alliances. independence requires you okay scrap the military alliances guys this is how we got in this mess in the first place the united states has all of these alliances that alliances literally caused world war 1 
why if if anyone should have learned the dangers of alliances, it should have been everyone after World War One. Sure, we, we don't want them. It, it caused the United Kingdom to get involved in Iraq and Afghanistan. It caused the United States to get involved in Iraq and Afghanistan, and now quite possibly. It's causing the United States to end up at war with Russia and Ukraine and potentially at war with China over Taiwan. These are all bad things. Absolutely. They're all world-ending, catas- potentially catastrophic things. So, But here are the answers. And uh, Cambodia isn't going to come to the aid of the United States if the United States ends up in a war with China that it can't win. Do you really think Bolivia or whatever country the, U- the United States has an alliance with is going to do any good to help? Do you really think <laughs> right. Mexico is going to help the United States against China if the United States is getting its ass kicked? Well, your, your points are great, but we're not here to convince Texans that they need to be libertarian. Right? Fair, fair enough. Uh, but the, here are the responses. Okay, so this question kind of included the question that we asked the New Hampshireites, right? Because the question in New Hampshire was real straight and straightforward. I would prefer New Hampshire govern itself as an independent country. And we got 29% saying yes or definitely or sorry, strongly agree or somewhat agree with that. So this one includes the idea of becoming completely independent from other states with the economic and right. military agreements. But see, so, ours is better because ours is more simple and straightforward and more honest. I, I tend to agree, but let's see what the results were. Because remember, it was... 60% of Texans said they supported the idea of joining a conservative union and getting out from the United States. So when they broke it down to the options of less, sorry, lean Republican, South Heartland, part of the West, meaning joining like a regional um, group of states. Right, the conservative states that you would expect, yeah. not the coastal ones. Then it was, according to the numbers here, 11% said they would support that. Wow. New, new country made only from the southern states, 9%. Become completely independent was, the, was a fairly decent number, 21% supported that, but not as many as in the, the New Hampshire question. But then again, it was, you know, it's a, it's a more diluted question. And then 47% said remain part of the United States with 13% not sure. Ricky is on the line in Pennsylvania. Go ahead, Ricky. Thank you there, Brother Rian. Sister Aria. What's on your mind tonight? Well, I was sitting there debating, but I'm going to go with this one. Now, you've heard me talk about my disgust for the public school system in the past. You know, Brother Ian? Okay. And and an an experiment that failed, plain and simple. Everything. I think it was a a dramatic success. The public school system was designed to indoctrinate the students, the young people of the country into the belief that the government is great, that the government is good, that the government is necessary, and to turn them into little drone workers that would go and get a job in corporate America, never question uh, their circumstances in life, and you know just pay taxes until they reproduce and then ultimately die. And Man, it worked. I am clipping that for TikTok. It worked very, very well at that. In fact, I'll throw a point to do that. Go to McDonald's or somewhere like that, and they get the 15-year-old trainee there, you know, and say your bill's like $8.36, right? Well, if you give them $8.36, they don't have a problem with that. If you give them a $20 bill, they don't have a problem with that. But here, you do this. This is how you get a manager involved. Give them a $20 bill and 36 cents. Because the register now is is rendered useless. That's not necessarily true for all people. And I don't think that's a school or education system. Some people are just better at doing math in their heads than others. Like, I'm really good at it. 
If I buy something mm. at a gas station that's like six thirty three and I have a twenty, I will tell the get attendant, give me thirteen dollars and sixty seven cents on pump four or whatever. Mm-hmm. And more often than not, it completely blows their mind that I can do this and just do it that quickly. That doesn't mean I'm smarter than them or I'm more educated than them. It's just just means that I've thought more about math than they have. All right, but there is one thing the PA did right, and I say they used to do it right, because it came to an end like a year or so ago. Now, when I went to go start to public school at five, I was already at a second grade level. So, And I actually knew about this from my parents. They had to do it. I had to do it when I was in school. Do what? Generation Y, I'm going to tell you, Generation Y had to do it after me. And this is one thing they did right, but it was just recently a year or so ago discontinued. At the tail end of the second grade, this would happen. The teacher would hand everybody a piece of paper, and they would say to do one thing. She would say, write this down, the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. Now, easy enough, right? But here's what happens if you get it wrong. If you get it wrong, and this was done all across PA. Like I said, it made the news when they stopped doing it about a year or so ago. This crazy thing the PA did. Hold on. Uh, I want to make sure I understand. They had you write down the phrase, the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. That's what they did? That's it. And here's what they would do if you get it wrong. What do you mean you get it wrong? You just have to write down what they said. Yeah, how would you get it wrong? If you spell it wrong, say. Here's what would happen. Here's what would happen. Or you missed something or whatever. What they would do is first thing that would happen is you'd get a, their, your parents would get a call. That's number one. Second thing they would do is you would have to repeat the second grade. But also, That's not yeah, true. right. <laughs> it gets even, oh, it gets better. Uh, cool story, bro. They say here, this is from the Newsweek story, quote, the Texas Constitution is clear that all political power resides in the people, said Slayton in a statement. He said further, after decades of continuous abuse of our rights and liberties by the federal government, it is time to let the people of Texas make their voices heard. All true statements. If the uh, bill is passed, it would place a referendum on Texas's ballot during the next general election in 2024. If a majority vote yes, a committee would be established. Now, that's not the way I read the bill, but you know, I'm not an expert at, at reading bills. Well, the way we read it, and again, as you said, we're not experts, it sounds like it would, I mean, yes, create this committee, but also tell the committee that people wanted to secede, right? But it's non-binding, so I don't, I think the only thing the bill actually does is, yes, creates the committee. Everything else, it just sort of advises. That's the way uh, that I have seen this bill. But again, I, like I said, it's a it's a fairly lengthy bill. It's probably three or th- maybe two or three pages uh, in length. New Hampshire was a, was a paragraph. Ours was two sen- two sentences. Yeah, basically, I, it's an internet paragraph where yeah. on the internet you write two sentences and then you line break to the next paragraph. Two sentences. Uh, so then they would establish this committee that would investigate the feasibility of independence from the union and propose options and potential plans for independence to the Texas legislature. Slayton's bill has been condemned by lawmakers on both sides of the aisle in Texas. Republican State Representative Jeff Leach said, This ridiculous bill is the very definition of hypocritical and seditious treason. It is already dead tweeted the Republican representative, Jeff Leach. Oh, boy, we care what people who get sold our rights to Lockheed Martin and Raytheon have to say. 
Texas Democrats said Republicans backing the bill were anti-American. Yeah, like literally, like by definition, that's what it means to be. Look, I'm well, not anti-United States. Right. I was about to make that exact clarification, which is a clear difference. Like the idea of America. I think a lot of people like the idea of America, this place that people around the world who are seeking freedom could migrate to and attain ostensibly more freedom than where they were born or where they were trying to leave this great sort of shining beacon of liberty to the rest of the world. That's what America was supposed to be. The United States, however, became this political organization of what was supposed to be independent nations essentially coming together under this idea of federalism. The United That's States, what state literally means. Yeah, the United States became a, an empire. It became yep. a world-dominating hegemonic empire that has destroyed liberty, not just within the United States, but in plenty of other countries all around the world. You know, Afghanistan, Syria, Iraq. I mean, you can just, Vietnam, you can just name all kinds of, I'm not saying Vietnam was free, but it's right. just, it certainly destroyed the literal lives of those people, which is destroying their liberties. And the word state got neutered by the United States to such a degree that people don't even recognize that the state of New Hampshire is every bit as sovereign as the state of Germany or as the state of Italy. And when you say this to people on the left, they're like, no, no, state means something different here. No, it, it really doesn't. All it means, the only thing that's different here is that we have a federal government that has, we have a European Union that has said, no, Germany, you don't get to be a state anymore. You're at our mercy. That That's the only thing that's different between the United States and the European Union is that our federal government maintains a much tighter control on us. But New Hampshire is meant to be a state with all of the sovereignty and independence and autonomy that you find in Germany or Italy or the Greece or any other European Union state. That's what state means. Sure, they can band together to create this federal government, this this treaty organization like NATO or whatever, mm-hmm. but they're still supposed to be independent, independent. sovereign states. Yeah, and it's, it hasn't turned out that way. But to to leave the United States, to leave the Union... It's not anti-American. That is, in fact, very American. That is a very American thing to do. If you consider yes. that in order to create America as we know it, it had to – those people had to leave the auspices of control of the king of Great Britain. Well, I think it's – I think we should probably stop – I haven't given it much thought, but I think we should probably stop calling it America, right? Because I think that ties into the – the patriotism, the insane patriotism that we see in the United States. Well, because, America is more than just the United right, States. Right. America is two continents. Right. It's the North America and South America. And the Correct. United States is like not even half of the North American continent. Mm-hmm. But when any, anyone in the United States says America. They don't mean Mexico. No, they mean the United States specifically. Yeah. They don't mean Canada. They don't mean North America. They don't mean South America. They mean the United States. But by tying these ideas together where United States equals America equals freedom equals liberty equals mm-hmm. all of these other things, they they warp people's mentality. Yeah, that's true. Well, here's the thing. It's the United States of America, right? Yes. So it's not the continent of America. It is not the nation of America. There is no nation of America. The United States is that nation, if you will. And that's what we're trying to leave. We're not leaving America New Hampshire or Texas or whoever it is that secedes first, peacefully secedes from the United States, they're not going to float out into uh, the ocean. (laughs) The place is still going to be part of America, and that means that by definition, people born in in New Hampshire, people born in an independent Texas, will still be Americans. 
The Constitution, they claim here in this Newsweek, uh, let's call it a hit piece now, makes no provision for states to secede. The Supreme Court ruled in the 1869 case, Texas versus White, that states can't unilaterally secede from the Union. Quote, the Union between Texas and the other states was as complete, as perpetual, and, and as indissoluble as the Union between the original states, said the ruling. Yeah, and that's complete nonsense for, for a number of reasons, but just two years ago... The Supreme Court had ruled that a woman's right to privacy meant that she had the right to have an abortion. That was legal precedent. Mm -hmm. That's been changed. Nothing that the Supreme Court has said can't be undone. Yeah, it's not in stone. No. That is for sure. And And if the Supreme Court does its job correctly, they will undo bad law. And it doesn't matter if this thing goes on to the ballot and 60, 70% of Texas voters say yeah we want to we want to leave we want to reassert this is the, the language in the the bill is to reassert texas's independence uh, or reassert texas's status as an independent nation yes we want to reassert that what are you going to do about it you've got 70% of the people of this huge nation 20 something i think 26 29 million people somewhere in that range there's a lot of people yes. in texas and the fact is a lot of these politicians who are talking crap about independence right now, if they find out that it's popular, all of a sudden they're going to change their opinions or they're going to lose because they're going to be up against politicians who are going to embrace the idea of independence because that's what politicians do. These are not thought leaders. Okay, as much yeah. as the as, as much as the mainstream media likes to call politicians leaders, quote unquote, it's a load of garbage. These people want to be liked. They want to win elections so they can have positions of power. And so they will. Uh, the old example is. A politician is somebody who runs out and finds a parade and runs out in front of it, and then they act like they've been there the whole time because they want yep, you to believe they're on board with this. So if there's enough people, if there's enough popular support for independence for Texas, it doesn't matter what the damn Supreme Court says. What no. are they going to do? And to say nothing of just the insanity, right? If I'm in an abusive relationship, of course the the person I'm leaving is going to say, no, you can't leave me. Mm-hmm. You have to stay. You depend on me. You'll never survive without me. And then they'll they'll go through all the stages. If you if you try to leave me, I will find you and I will drag you back. You know, it's all of the stuff that you would expect from an abusive spouse is exactly what the United States government I've has only, done here. I've only been hitting you because I love you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they'll beg. They'll plead. They'll threaten. They'll get crazy. I mean, and they will fulfill most of those things. We've seen the United States get violent against states that wanted to leave. We've seen it. We've seen the husband beat the hell out of his spouse when his spouse tried to leave. We've already watched it happen. But you know what? That doesn't mean you just stay and withstand the pushing and the shoving and the yelling so that you don't have to deal with the hitting. No, you leave. And if you get caught and dragged back, then you leave again. And you keep leaving until you successfully get away from this abusive monster. Great point. The Texas nationalist movement, also known as Texit, has been working to make independent or rather make Texas an independent nation again for almost 20 years We view this as a a once-in-a-generation opportunity to put this question to the people of Texas, said Daniel Miller, the organization's president. Miller, who worked with legislators to get the bill filed. that's the guy we're hoping is going to call us, right? He has said he he will try his best to call in tonight. 
Uh, he worked with the legislators to get the bill filed, said there's broad support for secession, pointing to a poll from last year that found nearly two-thirds of likely voters want Texas to become an independent country. The poll by Survey USA, which we went over in the last hour, found 32% of Texans said definitely yes, and 28% said yes to the idea of Texas peacefully becoming an independent country with other conservative states was the rest of the question they didn't right. put in here. But still, uh, well, it's, it's good not really accurate to say. I mean, it's not wrong to say nearly two thirds, but it's not as accurate as it would be to say roughly 60 percent. Right. It sounds I'm surprised better. that new Newsweek gave them the extra six percent, basically. Yeah. It, it uh, sounds better to say about two thirds. Sure but does. And it's it not true. I mean, yeah, I guess technically it is true. We're connecting with new Texas voters all the time and elevating the conversation, said Miller. According to him, issues that are driving support for Texas include immigration and unrestricted debt and spending at the federal level. Some are determined not to discuss the issue because, quote, it brings up some really uncomfortable truths about the relationship of Texas and the federal system, he said. Further, he added, we're committed to not only forcing the conversation, but giving the people of Texas a concrete choice on whether or not we're going to reclaim our destiny as an independent nation. And by the way, the Texas Constitution makes it clear that they have the right to decide their own destiny as far as being you know, a free and independent well, this Texas. Was, this was enshrined in everything the Founding Fathers ever wrote. And I, I'm not a big fan of the Founding Fathers. Don't get me wrong. They had their issues, and I don't sure. believe in idolatry. So, and they certainly did their, their share of evil things. But, right, like every single one of them pointed out that it is our destiny. We determine the government that we want. Objections had to be answered about legalizing marijuana to get a majority and then ultimately a supermajority of the people of the United States or any given state in favor of that. These are things that take time. Yeah, but sadly, too many of the times, I think some of these objections people raise aren't actually objections or they're, they're not people looking for an honest answer to a question that they're genuinely curious about. It's them offering up a what they think is an excuse about why it wouldn't work. Mm-hmm. Like they say, well, what are you going to do? It's just like when you talk about anarchy and people are, well, who's going to the build the roads? Yeah. It's yeah. They're not actually concerned about their roads. And they, they don't want you to actually answer because libertarians have answered that question endlessly. They, well, I mean, they just want an excuse to, to be against the idea. I don't know. I mean, that's certainly a cynical view of things. I think that some people have never heard libertarians answer the question about the roads. And that's one of the things that they bring up. I mean, I think there are some that definitely do not want an answer, like the people who are absolutely opposed to our ideas. Like you see them in the NBC Boston documentary series about the Free State Project, which we mentioned earlier tonight, NBCBoston.com slash Free State. The enemies of liberty in that particular uh, showing, like Zandra Hawkins, who's uh, who runs a group called Granite State Progress, She's not an intellectually honest person. She, I wish they would rename themselves to Enemies of Liberty. It would be far more accurate. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, she's, she's, she's a very dishonest person, and she doesn't want to have an actual conversation. She certainly doesn't want to have a debate uh, or a discussion with anybody in the Free State Project, and that's because her job is to back the state. Her job is to back big government. That's what she's here for. But the average person who comes up with you know with a quick objection about well what about the roads or what about the federal government invading uh, the United States? In many cases, these are their visceral or their initial response. Maybe they haven't thought about it very hard, and they probably haven't. 
Uh, so they need somebody to give them those answers. And the Texas Nationalist Movement has been doing that for a long time. Uh, and that's uh, kudos to them. They're, they're doing an amazing job. But, of course, it's always fun to look at the other side, the people that are the loyalists, the people that The are, Tories. That, was, were the Tories the lo- loyalists? I think so. Anyway. I, I, I was sure when I said it. I'm less, so, I'm less sure now. You, you may know. I don't know a lot about the, the details of back then. But there was a group of people who supported staying with the king, yeah. and they were called the loyalists. And those same people still exist today. They just support staying with the federal government. They're federal government loyalists, and there's a ton of them. There's a lot of people, especially those in the halls of power, uh, who want to keep things status quo. They certainly don't want to shake anything up uh, and change things that could possibly benefit the very people they purport to represent, including this guy, Jeff Leach, who is, I guess he's like a state rep there in Texas. Doesn't really say for sure what he is, but he certainly sounds like he's run for state rep if he isn't currently one, but I think he is. Anyway, uh, he cites the announcement by state rep Brian Slayton, who was the person that filed the bill HB 3596 that would actually put the question on the ballot in Texas as to whether or not Texas should reassert its independent nation status. Jeff Leach at Leach for Texas on Twitter said this about it. He said, this same state representative who here is violating his very oath of office will proudly pledge allegiance to the American flag every day when we commence the Texas legislative session. And that may be a a, a legitimate criticism. And if so, this person, uh, the guy, uh, Brian Slayton, who filed the bill, should not be pledging allegiance to the American flag. No one should. We see peaceful changes in governments happening every year or every two years in the United States. And it works just fine when when there's peace and when people are allowed to just do their own thing. It works. There's no need to bring guns and violence into this. Guns and violence don't make anything better ever. All we need is to change the government. There was an interesting uh, hearing that happened last year in New Hampshire that addresses this question of is peaceful independence seditious is it rebellion is it an insurrection these are three words that the uh the loyalists love to just toss out there as though it's all true right and what actually happened this is one of the areas where new hampshire might have been uh, might be a little further along than texas because this woman named karen actually brought a complaint to the what they call the ballot law commission here in new hampshire and she had told this commission that she first she wrote a letter and then she appeared in front of them and a bunch of us who support like independence Karen. yeah a, bu- a bunch of us who support independence went to see the actual hearing where she appeared but what she said was was that this was sedition that the state reps who voted to allow the people of New Hampshire to vote on the question of independence the 13 state reps she said that none of them should be allowed to run for office ever again because they have violated their oath of office and because they're calling for or sedition and they're calling for you know insurrection and this is illegal it's treasonous etc the whole thing the, the same yep. stuff this guy Jeff Leach in Texas is saying this woman wanted to have the ballot commission throw these people out from running for re-election and bar them from ever running for state rep again. And that would be a pretty serious thing for them to do. Yeah, that would, would. That would basically back up the loyalists' claim that this was seditious, that this was uh, you know, uh, violent, that this was you know, something that needed to be stopped. It was illegal. And what happened at that hearing? 
She got shut the F down. This woman failed miserably at her attempt to stop these state reps from running. But not only did the ballot law commission vote to toss her complaint out, before they did so, the attorney general got to have a statement to the ballot law commission, specifically speaking to the question of insurrection, the question of uh Rebellion. The New Hampshire Attorney General did this? The New Hampshire Attorney General. Sununu's little puppet puppet guy. Correct. The Attorney General's the top cop, right? These are the people that, if it were treason, they would be bringing charges. We sang Christmas carols outside of his house, or libertarian carols. It wasn't him specifically. It was one of his assistants. Oh, okay. But the Attorney General's office officially had their guy there, and he made a statement to the ballot law commission that said, and I'm paraphrasing. It's There's video on the Freekeen uh, Odyssey channel at video.freekeen.com. You can watch it for yourself. But this guy said crystal clear that rebellion and insurrection, sedition, these things, they involve violence. And this is not violence. This is putting, this is using the system to put a question on the ballot for the people to vote on. This is all completely legal. This is all within the system, working within the system to try to change the system. There's nothing insurrectionist about it. There's nothing rebellious about this. And it is not treason. Because if it was, you better believe they would have arrested those guys. You better believe the state representative, Matt Santanastasso, and Mike Sylvia, and the other uh, 11 reps that voted for this would have been put in handcuffs they would have been charged with treason or rebellion or whatever BS nonsense it would be. But they weren't, and the AG affirmed that this is peaceful, this is not a crime. So this whole claim uh, in Texas by this Jeff Leach that this is seditious treason is absolute fear-mongering, and it's ridiculous nonsense. That's one of the reasons why Texas is such a good, you know, sort of ripe ground for independence is because... There is a lot of love for Texas amongst the people of Texas. You know, they've got their whole everything's bigger in Texas. There's all these slogans and and all that. Uh, So there's a lot of, uh, I don't know if you want to call it Texas pride or whatever, but that's a real thing down there. And it's true in New Hampshire as well, I think. And so the idea of what we need to be doing here, those of us who support independence, and this is true of anyone anywhere, is to foster that and to... Uh, to dissuade people from doing things like flying the American flag, go ahead and fly the Texas flag. Uh, Absolutely. I mean, I don't. Well, I mean, I don't love. I don't love the government. Right. I don't love the Texas government. I don't love the New Hampshire government. I am not in favor of states at all, but I am in favor of decentralization and uh, getting fewer power centers smaller, right? Or like more more centers, but smaller centers of power. Yes. So if we can have fifty states. With 50 state capitals and all of them be completely independent nations, that's way better than having the federal government. So to that extent, I'm willing to wave the New Hampshire flag because it can help deprogram people. Because that's yes. so important. It comes back to that whole uh, saying the Pledge of Allegiance. you got to give that crap up. I know they had you do it every single day while you were in government school, which is, of course, the point of government schools to indoctrinate you into loving the government, and part of that is doing their prayer and their chant every single day, the prayer to the state, which is the Pledge of Allegiance. So that's step one. Now, I stopped doing that back in, uh, I don't know, middle school or high school. So for I haven't done that crap. 
for for a long time. Nice. And there was just something I, I don't know. I don't know if I was born a, a voluntarist or born a libertarian or whatever, born anti-authoritarian, but I never liked being told what to do and i always had never really liked doing the pledge well the pledge of alicia is, is so culty right yeah, i mean it's it's weird when you walk into a classroom you see all these little kids standing there re- repeating this this thing that they a, that they don't chant. understand yeah it's a chant yeah and they have no idea what these words mean they have no nope. idea what allegiance means or what the united states represents they, right. they don't know indivisible but yeah but they're just programmed to repeat this phrase, and it instills in them this love for this thing that they can't even begin to understand. And then they become adults saying, well, you can't possibly secede. This is un-American. And well, it, all, it all starts, as you said, with that stupid little pledge. The pledge said we were indivisible. Huh. So therefore, we must be. Uh, well, the pledge nonsense. is wrong. Yeah, the pledge is wrong, and the United States is wrong as an idea. It's a failure as an idea. It has not... Uh, made the world more free. It has not made the United States more free. It has not resulted in an increase in uh, in liberty for the people that live here. And it is never going to be turned around. Doesn't matter how hard you vote. It doesn't matter uh, what happens. D.C. is going to be continuing to centralize power. It's going to continue to print more dollars into existence, devaluing the money that you have saved. And there's just so many reasons why this deal needs to be ended, why this arrangement uh, needs to be terminated. But we have to go up against these people like this Representative Leach from Texas who are going to trot out lie after lie after lie to try to scare you into staying with the abuser. This guy is one of the abusers, right? These people who are the loyalists. Definitively, he's making threats. Well, yeah, he's telling the state reps who support independence that they're not going to get anything moved forward, any of their bills uh, at all. Jack is in Ocean Shores, Washington. You're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead, Jack. This guy has made so many good points. About? Well, just like different like ways of thinking of things, I guess. I don't know. Like, can I make a comment about what is the girl's name? I'm sorry, not Aria. Uh, Aria is the only female uh, uh, host on the show tonight. Uh, Bonnie was, was Bonnie on last on night. Oh, Bonnie was on there, yeah. I feel like... I don't want to be a jerk. Is it okay if I'm a jerk and have a free way of thinking, or would I offend you if I say something? I don't care if you offend me, Jack. It's Bonnie's not here, though. But Bonnie kind of like, you know, she's like kind of old Sully, like really old Sully. Old Uh, Sully? Old Sully, yeah, Sully-ish. Yeah, you know, like acoustic or acoustic paintings and such. I didn't understand the words that just came out of your mouth. (laughs) Can you rephrase that? Well, your voice is given out, so anyway. What did you just say? I'm sorry, I've been smoking marijuana. Is that illegal? We, we don't know what you said. No, what did you say? You said Bonnie was old solely, as in like she no, has an old soul? Of, no, I didn't say that. Have you ever heard of a caustic or acoustic painting? It's when you add wax and oil together on canvas. Have you ever heard of it? I've not. Yes no? Really? No. Nope. Oh, interesting. What does that um, have to do with Bonnie? It, it's about life and stuff. And I looked at Bonnie, she seems very judgmental for being so old. She's 26. Uh, I'm not really sure. How much yeah. pot did you smoke, dude? Um, <laughs> what was the point of your call okay. tonight? I'm not you really clear. Did you have something else you wanted to say? Yeah. What's everyone's favorite color? I don't think that really matters. Yeah. Uh, can, I do, can I do one thing for you guys? I don't one know, thing. man. Can, can you? Are, are you literally ever, capable of doing anything? Mean, when I said get off, I meant something else, so calm down. 
I'm just going to get off. You ready? We're, we're quite calm. Guys, there's a game I play. It's called the I Love You Game or Thank You Game. So I'm going to give you in one sentence, by the way, when we drug on, you know, no dead time, no dead air. It's a waste of ad time. Wow. So this first, is literally a rambling but, person like Aria, at this point. Because Aria is who Aria wants to be. I like Bonnie because Bonnie is who Bonnie wants to be. Uh-huh. I like Ian for the same fucking reason. I like the dog because he's an effing dog. Sarah, I mean, it's Sarah's going to be better than uh, than that last call. I mean, it's it's hard not to be better than that last oh, call. Oh, we yeah, can only go what? up from here. Sarah, That's take us up. Rescue you guys take from us that up. Guy. Yeah, thank you, Sarah. Go ahead. Oh, hey, you know, I got some really... <laughs> I, you know, you always pick on me, but I I mean... But you know what? My sister, she was a, a diabetic, and she was taking um bunch of diabetic medication. And since I've been sending her a lot of the natural products, I've been natural um things that help diabetes mm-hmm. she actually quit the medication wow. and then she sounds really so much better on the phone oh that's great so she's and not taking I mean, insulin anymore is what you're saying i think she's um, one of those things the ozambic or there's a bunch of these diabetic pills or something you could take mm-hmm. so she she actually quit those because wow. i've been sending her that you know remember i've been talking about the green coffee bean extract the green green tea extract and the capsaicin, and also I've been. Now Sarah is not a doctor, and she's not giving medical advice here, but uh, she has opinions about different natural right. products. And she said capsaicin. She I'm did. familiar with capsaicin. That's hot stuff, right? That's like that's the, the chemical is, yeah. or whatever right, that right. makes makes things hot. You've like, been giving people capsaicin, like Sarah? chili peppers. Well, it's part of the 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 um the the things that I've been um. Ordering for her from my company. I've heard hot sauce so is good for you. Products, yeah. Well, uh, the, uh, the whole thing is that it's, uh, it's such very important to diabetics because it burns up sugar. And so does yam. I was talking about, I'm mentioning one of the ingredients is uh, chromium. It breaks down sugar. Sarah's statements yam, are not necessarily probably... medical claims. You're, you're saying that hot sauce burns sugar? Is, is that right? That's what she said. Well, it burns metabolism. So first that, of all, you're saying that, it increases. You're saying it increases metabolism. That's correct. That's okay. what they found out. Okay. So oh, it's interesting. That, if like, it's true, I, it's interesting. Right. Right. I don't know if what you're saying is true, but I would suggest that everyone out there who's interested in these things should do their own research about them. And don't right, take the advice of someone who's trying to sell you something. That's a great point. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, this is not. Um, I'm just saying this is. Just, I'm talking about mentioning the ingredients like chromium has helped diabetics, ginseng, so has insulin, green tea extract. But I, I don't care which company you get it from, whatever works for you. But this was the the person that signed me up. The sponsor, my sponsor, has been recommending these things to me to help diabetics because his Such his uncle was going to get his feet amputated. <laughs> So okay, wait, so Sarah, are you now been... actually selling products to other people? No, I'm not. I'm not selling anybody. I'm I'm advertising, um, but mostly I just do giveaways because they don't want to sign up. I ask for their credit card numbers. So they tell me to get lost. <laughs> you know, they think I'm a scam. They run away. They they hide out from me like I'm a plague or something. So I mean, if they if I it is tough. About them, I will not. tell you, Sarah, having had some experience in network marketing when I was younger, it's tough. Uh, to do oh, network yeah, marketing, it, you like, really have to be it, able to. Oh, yeah. I mean, sales in general is tough, but yeah. the problem with network marketing is 
they basically, well, there's a lot of problems with network marketing, but one of the problems with network marketing is they basically encourage you, and it's kind of a culty aspect, they encourage you to shut off your friends and your family if they won't buy into the thing that you're doing. And so they actually will encourage you generally to write up a list when you first start in network marketing. They want you to write up a list of like 100 people or 200 people that you know personally. And then you have to start no, working that list. Warm that's it's called a warm market. Your that's warm your market. Best friend. Yeah, and the problem with that is you end up wearing out your friends, and then they don't want to be your friends anymore because the only thing that you've done to them recently is you've pitched product uh, to them, and it completely burns up any kind of goodwill that you might have had with uh, with your friends because they will see clearly most of them that you've been caught up in uh, in a scam pyramid scheme. <laughs> And well, and here's the, the thing: is that my turnoff. sister and my mom—they've been getting free products off of my account. It comes out of my electronic debit. And well, it's I very nice that you're buying people money. free products, but that's not going to move well, your business the, forward. Well, my my sister and my mom. I mean, so I'm not going. What am I going to charge them? And they don't want to have their credit card on file. They don't right. want. They don't want to be part of the scam. They just want to. So, get how are the you products. paying for this stuff, Sarah? Well, you know, my mom has helped me out with money in the past, so basically it's her money that I'm using to pay them back. Here's this this crazy uh, story that I don't know how they're going to even do this, but the bill that is being introduced in Congress apparently was introduced Tuesday, and Biden is now backing this, would allow the president the ability to force the sale of foreign-owned technologies, applications, software, e-commerce platforms if they present a so-called national security threat to U.S. users. I mean, that's really scary because anything can count as a national security threat. And how is it a national security threat to users? Like I said, if it's a threat to users, that's one thing, but a national security threat isn't a threat to users. These are... The threat to the nation. Yeah, these are two distinctly different concepts well that's just what the media said right like this is just the msn bloomberg story okay uh quote we look forward to continue working with both democrats and republicans on this bill and urge congress to act quickly to send it to the president's desk said national security advisor jake sullivan it's the first time the biden administration has weighed in on legislation to deal with the app meaning tiktok they believe this is they believe this bill is targeting TikTok specifically, even though it does not say TikTok in there. It just gives them blank, you know, the blanket ability to ban and or sell apps that they don't own, that don't aren't based in the United States. I'm not sure how they can sell, how, how they can force the sale of an app that was created outside of the United States. But regardless, I don't think they can. I think that what they would end up doing is saying, hey, we're banning you. From the United States, which is scary in its own right. Yeah, and if, if you, you want, don't sell. Right. And if you want to continue mm. functioning in this market, which is increasingly an, an undesirable market for some of these companies, yeah. then you have to sell to an American company or whatever. Well, they can probably put the pressure at the very least on Apple and Google who operate the stores, the app stores and the play stores that feature these apps so even that would be how the ban would be implemented right they would mm, they would contact yeah. apple and google and say here's a here's a national security order you are now hereby ordered to prohibit any apps from ByteDance in china or whatever use a third-party app store that's not a perfect solution i for mean I, for iphone users it's not a solution at all oh, there are you, no third-party apps jailbreak your phone or whatever yeah. and uh TikTok would not be open source, so it wouldn't qualify right. for 
you know, F-Droid or something like that that you could get on Android. So the only way that they would be able to get around it would be for TikTok to put an APK for Android users up. And they'd lose a lot of users if they were banned they from the iPhone. They absolutely would. Store. And I don't mean to suggest that's a good... I mean, everyone out there in general should have third-party markets that they use in order to get some of these apps. If you can, yeah. Google, obviously, they control everything that goes on Google Play. And not everything on Google Play is necessarily good. And sometimes you want the older version of an app, but Google Play will automatically update you to the latest version, and you want mm-hmm. the older version for whatever yeah. reason. Maybe the new version just doesn't work on your phone or whatever. You can get that through, I would suggest, apkpure.com. Okay. I can't I've say heard of it. I can't say that everything on there is free of malware. But, okay, I was going to say, yeah, be careful. But through my life, I've never downloaded malware there. That you know of. Well... <laughs> I've done IT for a living, so I'm, I'm fairly right. confident to say that I've never downloaded malware from there. But you're right, that I know of. Yeah. And I, it has a, it's a good repository for apps. You can find any APK there. In general, if it's on the Google Play Store, you can find it at apkpure.com because people with rooted devices, they download the app from Google Play, and that gives them everything they need, including mm-hmm. the APK. And then they just extract that, and they throw it on you know a nice. pure APK or whatever. Or you can get it from the Pirate Bay if, if you really want to go all that far. It's even riskier. Yeah, there's ways to get stuff onto your phone if it's not an iPhone. But for God's sake, you shouldn't be using an iPhone anyway if you value decentralization and freedom and privacy. Bonnie. The reality, <laughs> though, of course, is that if this ban goes through, if this bill passes and then they've subsequently banned TikTok, it is going to reduce their, their number of users because yeah. the average person does not know what an APK is. The average person is not going to really think about finding out what an APK is. But they They're, should know, right? This is, this is basic stuff. It's like you you may not know how an automobile works, but you know what gasoline is. Mm-hmm. You know what tire pressure is. Right. You should, before you drive a vehicle, you should know how to check the oil and how right. to check the tire pressure. But Americans don't learn these things, and knowing what an APK is and knowing how to install an APK, those are just it's the pretty basic. I agree yeah, with you, but we're that's also, just checking your oil in your engine. It's not complicated. Yeah, I just and you live in the modern world that that has there's probably not that many people that know how to check their oil. You know, <laughs> that they shouldn't be driving. <laughs> Critics of TikTok say it allows the Chinese government access to data and viewing trends of the roughly 100 million Americans as well as users globally who have made it one of the world's most popular apps. And what exactly is the security threat from that? You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, listen live and more, all for free at freetalklive.com.